Lots of schools start football programs, but have you ever heard of a football program starting a school? Well, that's exactly how Downtown Academy in Athens, Georgia, got its start. In this Jules Show podcast, Jules talks with Patrick Ennis, who's head of school at Downtown Academy, and learns how this unique school is serving inner-city children both academically and spiritually to help change the trajectory of their lives. Patrick, you're with me on a rainy day. Thanks for um, deciding to come on out and chat with me. Hey, Jules, I really appreciate the opportunity to get to come out and share about Downtown Academy. It's been a little while since we've been over here. Yeah, well, I appreciate you doing this. And how do you start from, hey, let's start a school to, wow, we actually have a classroom with kiddos and teachers? Well, there's a lot in between. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> a lot of prayer. <laughs> right. A lot of prayer and, and, and a lot of work. Um, I, I'll be honest, the Downtown Academy was, was not my idea. It, it, it was the idea of uh, a group of people, a part of an organization called Downtown Ministries, who had been serving children in Athens with sports programs and a tutoring program. And, and about the same time that I was realizing as a volunteer that we've got to do more because our kids are in public schools still struggling, the board was realizing that too. And, and so about the same time, they said, hey, we're going to start a school. And I said, that's great. Really exciting. Let me know how I can help. Let me know how I can pray about Let that Let me know one. how I can help. I'll, I'll be happy to come by after work. Yeah. And, you, and they said, well, we want you to run it. I said, well, you got that wrong. They said, pray about it. And after a little while, uh, it became clear that this, th- this was the door that the Lord was opening. And, uh, and we're either going to walk in faith or, or we're going to just run up against walls. Well, and Patrick, when you start praying about things, that's when your things can get interesting. Oh, uh, that, that's when you get to see God truly work in you in, in the way that uh, I, I think that we were, we were meant to be, laid out humbly before him, just following what that next step is. And, th- and that, that, thankfully, has been the way that the Lord has prepared us, my wife and I, just every step of the way. It's been very clear, here's the direction we're going. And this, this was no different. And, and, and it's, it's really been just about the same from day one of Downtown Academy to now. It, we're, we're at a very interesting place with Downtown Academy. This is year seven of serving elementary kids. And now we're getting to ask these questions, well, what's next? And so that, that's what we're really praying through is, what does the Lord have us uh, have for us in, uh, in the coming years? How do we serve our children better? So your official title is head of school at Downtown Academy, which is a school in Athens. But why is this a different school? So Downtown Academy started as a means of meeting a need among children who do not have the option to go anywhere but to that school, that public school that they're zoned for. And in Clark County, when we started, the graduation rate was two out of three. And even in this this past year, the, the, the former superintendent of Clark County Schools said that 80% of the children who graduated last year had below a 2.5 GPA. So you think about that. Our kids are in crisis. And, and that is a quote from our hmm. former superintendent, that the Clark County students are in crisis. And this is just steps away from the University of Georgia, where you're graduating teachers left and right. Right. UGA has the largest, some would say the best uh, education program in, in the state and, and maybe beyond. But the fact that you're pointing out that we are sending out teachers left and right, and 
right here in our hometown, the flagship of, of the state uh, in terms of education, our kids are failing. And we are failing our kids. So we started Downtown Academy as a means of let's bring in children, put them in a small classroom setting and minister to them through a great education, but also through speaking of the word. So right alongside our math and reading curriculum, we have Bible curriculum and we teach our children catechisms. And when they're disobedient and struggling and trying to figure out how to grow up, rather than telling them, well, you need to follow directions, we, need, we get to tell them obey because that's what the Lord has commanded us to do. And we get to come back and talk about uh, forgiveness and reconciliation. And we see our children growing as, as, as into the future men and women they were created to be. Would you paint the picture of an average student at Downtown Academy? What what's some of the life struggles they've already faced? Well, I think being a child is uh, it comes with its daily pains of figuring out how wrong I am. <laughs> just uh, every kid is is just a part of growing up. You're 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 working through. You're not in control, but you want to be. You want you want to be in control, and as adults, we still want to, <laughs> do but do. we don't have those skills yet to verbalize that to verbalize mm-hmm. and to interact with each other really appropriately and so our our kids come to us and their parents are bringing them to us saying help us we want to hire you to help educate our children not just academically but to be those future men and women that God's created them to be now what's really exciting is that as a private school we have the special opportunity in that we are making by way of scholarships, uh, this education available to anybody, regardless of household income. The children that come to us, we're we're getting to provide that private education uh, and remove that economic barrier. Would you say these children, some of them maybe would be lost to the cracks? I mean, why, why is the public school system not working out for them? Well, for many of our kids, simply providing that small classroom setting is a huge benefit. But a big part of what we're getting to do is we're getting to more than provide the education. We're starting to build those relationships with kids that really have such great impact. I mean, if, if you think about how you got where you are, in fact, before the show, you were telling me about the impact that your former headmaster of, right. of, of your school had on you. It's the impact of relationships that motivate us to do the next thing, to achieve. And what we strive for is is that opportunity to get to build those relationships and so when our kids come to us you know we're we see them as children and we get to see them in 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 a context where it is more than a job it it is it's ministry because we're seeing them as i've said it twice now future men and women and and that that that's that's what we're trying to have an impact on and change the trajectory of their life to give them every opportunity to, to hear truth and to to try new things, to be able to step out and 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 uh, exact their creativity. You know, we were created to be in the image of God, who is a creative creator. <laughs> and so, to give our children those opportunities is uh, we we get to see some phenomenal and beautiful things. Is there a story that comes to mind where you saw that light bulb go off on a child's mind? Well, I can tell you that that what comes to mind most clearly is a, a student uh, that we have who, I'll be honest with you, uh, the first year he was with us, I didn't think he was going to make it through the end of the year. Just an angry young man. And angry over, over almost anything would, would, would set him off. And, and you'd ask him, what, what are you upset about? And it was something that happened months ago. And it was, it was phenomenal because he was 
developing these relationships uh, at, at Downtown Academy where regardless of what he did or what he said, we're coming in with truth, but also that grace and that, that conversation about forgiveness and let's try again and re- repent, which means turn around and do it differently, do it the right way. Over about a year of just trying that and his, his mother seeing our persistence in loving him uh, despite these behaviors, we saw a brand new kid come back. And, and, and since then, he's just grown uh, to be a real spiritual leader in his classroom. That anger is gone. And, and we asked him, we said, so what was the difference? What changed? And that light bulb you were talking about, he said, it just, the light bulb went off for him. And he said, it just wasn't worth it to be that angry. It wasn't worth it to be that angry. And so now you see, you see that anger start to stir up and it's quelled and he responds with encouragement to his friends and leads in, in prayer in his classroom. Hmm. Uh, just a phenomenal young man. But, but you all were a constant presence in his life. You aren't you know, here today and gone tomorrow. Right. And, and, and I think what was important or a big part of what was important for him was the consistency and knowing that these are people who aren't giving up on me, who aren't quitting on me, uh, and who are here every day for me. Right. But the way you all run the school, the school mm-hmm. model is completely different from another, say, um, regular private school or a Christian school. Um, because you do offer scholarships, mm-hmm. but you want to partner with the parents. Right. Uh, again, it's got to be about the relationships. And, and one of the very first conversations that I have with parents when they come in is to remind them that they are hiring us, that they are making a choice to provide an education for their children. And why is that important to make sure you clarify that to the parents? Well, for many of our parents for whom private education hasn't, hasn't been an option, perhaps for generations, uh, they've not considered that education is a choice. It's simply, this is where I live, so this is the school that I'm zoned for. This is what I'm obligated by law to do is to send my child to school. What we're able to do in, in having that conversation with parents is reinstill to them their authority as the primary educators in their child's life. And by giving them now an option here, because they've got the option to not go to downtown academy, they're making a choice in whatever school they go to. And, and for many of our parents, in hearing that, oh, you are, that I'm the primary educator, that, that I'm hiring you, I will often see a, 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 a physiological response in the parents. Their pride. shoulders go back and their, their chest comes out. Exactly, that pride. That's, that's absolutely right. I am, the, I am the primary educator and I'm hiring you and we're, we're going to come along together. And so, and so then that leads to that next part of the conversation. And We're coming from the professional angle and looking at your child's education. You're coming from the parent angle and, and looking at your child. And if we're both coming together with the primary goal of doing what's best for your child, then whatever side we're coming from, however we may disagree, we're going to come to the same point and we can trust one another. And so we're building that relationship so that, around the central idea. So therefore, even though there is scholarships, mm-hmm. you do have the families pay a portion of their tuition to, to solidify what you just said. Right. And, and so it, they're hiring us. And so uh, our average parent pays about $30 a month for their child to come to downtown Academy, but our tuition is set at 7,200 for the, for the year. So we're going out and by God's grace, uh, he's putting in people's hearts an immense amount of generosity to be able to 
provide $6,700 worth of scholarships for our, our typical kid. And you say th- average $30 is a tuition for a family, but that is huge to a lot of these families that's putting skin in the game. Right. So $30 a month, that means that for many of our parents, they're, they're making sacrifices. They're, they're making sacrifices about whether or not they're going to take this much needed break that, that they need because so many of our parents are working multiple jobs. It is amazing to me to see how creative and dedicated so many of our single mothers are and the the network of people that they bring in to mm. make sure their child gets to school on time, gets picked up on time because they're they're so busy working. I mean, we have we have many parents who drive 45 minutes outside of town and then come back in town just to run as an uber in the evenings it's oh it's phenomenal how hard our parents work and how much they have to give up so where this 30 dollars may seem like a a lunch out for some folks it's digging deep for many but there's a heart there's a reason there's a thought behind having the parents do this instead of just you could have just easily you don't need the 30 dollars, right i mean you could easily just say like we got it 100 percent tuition i'm i'm certain that that uh we could raise more money to cover that too but then we don't have the opportunity to have the parent hire us and that i think is so important because stepping on board into this world of education with us in a whole new way when they're making the sacrifice they are making the choice in who they're bringing their child to and then paying for it and, you know, when you're describing that about the sacrifices of, of the parent and what great lengths are going to go to, how have you seen families then be transformed because you're loving on their children and you're giving them an opportunity they wouldn't necessarily get? Well, I, I think the fact that Downtown Academy is here offers a new opportunity for, for so, so many families because the folks who come to us, they're looking for a Christ-centered environment. They're looking for the small classrooms. And what is so often the only barrier is economics. And so the fact that we get to provide that is it's a, it's a tremendous, tremendously humbling blessing to me to get to be a part of something that really is a need in Clark County. And when our parents taste that, when, when they see the impact that such an opportunity is having on their children, they go to extraordinary links to to make sure that that continues. So again, I think outside of education and maybe directly linked to education in Clark County, jobs are a huge need in Clark County, particularly in the lower middle uh, income bracket. The opportunity is just, we've got to do more as a community in terms of developing that. And until we do, we're going to continue to have parents that are moving and having to go so far out. And so what we're seeing more and more of as our parents may be moving to Winder or just outside of Athens, but their kids are staying with family members throughout the week. Can you imagine that? Leaving your, your kids for a week so that you can go work, but because you want their, your children in the school. And it, and it hit me that, whoa, that, that's what boarding schools are, are doing to some degree. We are, uh, we are of such high quality and of such a powerful impact that we have parents that are willing to make those kind of sacrifices. Thinking about some, uh, just some of the instances where we see just transformation taking place in, in not just an individual child, but in their family, um, it, it, it's just beautiful for me to get to witness God at work 
through education to to take a child. For instance, we we've got uh, a young man who's uh, he's a fourth grader here at, here at Downtown Academy with us. He joined us last year as a uh, as a third grader and was behind in every sense of the word. Behaviorally, he was constantly in trouble at his previous school. Brought that into uh, Downtown Academy at the first part of of the school year. Um, academically, as a as a reader behind mathematically behind but what happened was this this transformation that that uh, came from a teacher that loved him enough to stick with him to to not quit on him and to not quit as those conversations because what happens is at downtown academy we're about relationships so it means that we are communicating with mom almost every day uh, especially when there's something that needs to be communicated about and for many parents, that can be very exhausting. But when the teacher was able to, to bear down with the child and with the parent, and the parent said, wait a minute. So she's, she's not calling because she's complaining about my kid. She wants me to be engaged and us to be on the same page. We saw that breakthrough. And, and that breakthrough allowed a breakthrough for that child. And about half, it took about half the school year. But suddenly... This kid knew that this is a place where I'm safe, where I can I can trust that my teacher cares about me and my mom loves me enough to keep putting me back here. <laughs> and what happened was the mother went from saying, "Well, I've got one child who's in trouble, and so I, uh, so I'm going to send him to Downtown Academy and see if that can that can help." But I've got another kid who's he's doing fine in, in public school, so I'm just going to leave him there. Now we have both both children here at Downtown Academy because she trusts what's happening here and the life-changing uh, education that her oldest son got. She wants for her youngest son too. Hmm. And so getting to see opportunities like that where yeah. uh, the way that parents are thinking about their role in their children's lives and what they can do to provide for them is it's just really exciting. And I'll tell you what, what, what's to build on that is to see what, is happening among other public schools because a lot of folks will ask us hey well you're kindergarten through fifth grade right now do you plan on adding middle school and what's really exciting is to have other private gospel-centered schools coming to us and saying hey we're seeing what y'all are doing we're seeing the quality of the children that y'all are uh, graduating we want to provide those opportunities at our schools too when they graduate in the middle school so we've got uh School, four other private schools who are coming and talking to our fourth and fifth grade parents and saying, we're going to take care of the financial piece. We're going to carry on what Downtown Academy is doing. We want you to be able to consider down our, our school as an option. And so that is also, I think, transformative for our community. Because when our, our, cause the way that we grow, have grown as a school, it's not been through advertisement or even knocking on doors. It's been from those relationships that we have with children and their parents bringing them into the school. They see what the impact is for their kid. They're grabbing their neighbors, their family members, and saying, hey, you got to get your child in downtown academy too. So what we, I'm confident, are going to see is children going to these other private schools that have been around since the 70s and 80s and for, for whom this has not been an option for decades, for generations, now suddenly becoming an, an opportunity. And I think that that, that sort of brotherly competition where we're challenging one another as educators to we can do that too in fact why don't you come and see what we have to offer i think that is what can really have an impact on uh education in athens which will paradigm shift that these are all of our kids Mm. how can we love them and these are our children right 
Hey, we'll be back in 30 seconds with more of Jules' interview with Patrick Ennis, who's head of Downtown Academy in Athens, Georgia. All that's coming up. The latest episode of the Finding Joy podcast is here. Hogansville was the place for some great coffee and conversation with author and speaker Caleb Stanley, as well as Maisie McLean, who starred in the film I Am Not Ashamed. And Caleb and Maisie are newlyweds. How did you guys meet? Oh, man. Oh, she started sending me DMs. No. I did not, I did not slide into his DMs. <laughs> That's on the latest edition of the Finding Joy podcast. Find it under the on-air tab at thejoyfm.com or anywhere you subscribe to find podcasts. How has uh, this been a ripple effect within the public school system in Athens? Because there could be a little bit of, what are you saying, we're not good enough? But is there more of a partnership forming now? Well, in the same way, if we are looking at downtown Academy children and saying that these are our children, Clark, they're also Clark County children. And, and so when we're looking at Clark County, we want, we want to say, hey, we want to improve Clark County test scores. We want our children to be able to go into whatever school they're going to, whether it's a private school or back into Clark County schools. We want to see them be successful and improve the community wherever they're going. And, and thankfully, that's what we're getting to see. In fact, can I tell you about our, our group of fifth graders we graduated last year? Absolutely. So we graduated. It was our second group of fifth graders. And six of the nine children that we graduated last year all wound up going to the same public school. And in checking in with, after checking in with parents after the first uh, quarter of this year just to say, you know, how are they doing? And they say, oh, they're doing great. And, and uh, whenever we get to see the children... They're, in fact, I, I had parents texting me pictures of their kids' report card because it's all A's and B's. And, uh, That's awesome. Oh, oh it's so, super exciting. And it's also awesome, Patrick, for any parents of a middle school schooler saying it's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's not usually the response of a parent from a middle schooler, you know? Well, but I'll tell you what's great. It's it, I, it, as, as exciting to see our children academically really doing well, especially compared to their peers. What I think is most powerful, most exciting is that these six children who all wound up going to the same school, their parents told me that, uh, and then children confirmed this for me, that every morning before school, they get together at one of the lunch tables and have breakfast together. I think that's, that's the sort of impact that Downtown Academy is going to have on children. It's not just the ability to academically be successful, but that they're going to be able to build those relationships that are going to equip them to lift each other up and carry each other along. Be a difference maker when they're together. Oh, truly, truly, because they're not going to let each other fail and fall, not at least without giving each other a really hard time about it. And so the brother and sister-like bickering and whining that you see in, in a small group, where they become like brothers and sisters after so many years at Downtown Academy, you see evolve into real friendship where they come together uh, afterward. And so getting to see that is just is so tremendously exciting for us. And so what, what, a, what a great thing to celebrate, Truly. to see these kiddos, because you had them at what age? They graduated now and they're in sixth grade, oh, you saw them. Six, seven-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And so getting to see them growing up over, over the course of five to three years, three to five years, it's, uh, it's really exciting to see what the potential may continue to be down the line. But I think what a part of that part of what that means is that we need to stay connected and we need to continue to provide our children with opportunities to succeed and and uh, and, and continue to grow. Mm-hmm. 
Patrick, your school is only as good as your teachers, right? So tell me about some teachers you have the privilege of working alongside. I'll tell you what, we have the most amazing staff. We are not just in terms of the quality of, of staff. I mean, we've got experience. Our average teacher at the beginning of the year had 11.4 years of teaching experience, which is just, that's solid. But we've got teachers that are willing to make sacrifices, to make sacrifices uh, for their families to be here. We've got one teacher who he's been trying to sell his house in, in Gainesville because he and his family are dedicated to come to downtown Academy. So uh, we, that's something we can be praying for is that they're able to sell yeah. their house so he can cut out this 45 minute commute every morning. Um, we've got another teacher who after 17 years of teaching at the same school decided, I love what I'm hearing about this school, downtown Academy changed. Every, I mean, she was set, had, had everything going for her at this school and decided, no, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to come down downtown Academy. And she's powerful impact on, on our, uh, our fourth grade class. So these are teachers who see this as a calling, that they are being called to this ministry. Oh, big time, big time. And especially to get to see how, uh, for instance, for our, our first grade teacher, Miss Briggs, she, she knew, she heard God telling her, hey, th- there's, something, there's something coming, there's something that has to change for you. And suddenly she sees there's this, there's this need at Downtown Academy. And she stepped in with her 25 years of teaching experience and has just been killing it as our first grade teacher. She, she brings that, that soft love, but also that, that hard love too. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of her, te- her students came up to me and uh, had drawn a picture and it was, uh, it was, <laughs> she, she might kill me for telling about this, but she, uh, it was this, this face. And he said, this is Miss Briggs. I said, well, tell me about it. He's, because he'd drawn a line, and, and uh, on one half it was it was a dark, scary face, and on the other it was this this sweet little light face. And <laughs> I said, "Well, tell me about it." He said, "Well, th- this is Miss Briggs. She's she's half mean and half nice." <laughs> I said, "That's about well said. That, well said. That's about exactly what you want that in a first a grade teacher. Very uh-huh. good first grade uh-huh. teacher, though. You know." <laughs> You know what, Patrick, I had the opportunity last week to uh, actually run into my kindergarten teacher. And uh, I I guess I left an impression on her because she had a lot of stories to say about what Mm. I was like in kindergarten. But it gave me also an opportunity to thank her because you might think that you're just teaching um, how to read. And Mm. I was like, I can still remember Jane and Dick. You remember the books that we had to read as kids and have to learn how to read? And I said, but 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 what an impact you had on me. I mean, it's more than just teaching is more than just learning how to add and subtract and and sound out words and all mm-hmm. of that stuff it's so much more than that oh it really is and, and i think it is humbling and a little a little terrifying at times to think that i do remember every teacher i had our children are going to remember us we are having a, a, a lasting impact not just on their academic development but on who who they see us as image bearers of of, of christ that this is uh Mr. Ennis isn't just filling this role. Mr. Ennis is filling a, 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 a social a social need for me that that will stick with them. I mean, it, and who they are, yeah. how they see themselves. Because mm. up until Downtown Academy, they might be telling themselves that I'm behind in school or these opportunities are not available for people like me. But then you're able to change what they're telling themselves and who they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That they can dream big dreams and they can. They can um, be a difference maker in their community. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So for, for especially for our children, the younger that they come to us, the the more success they're they're getting to see. And 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 so what we get to encourage them in is that you may be your own worst enemy and that and that you are going to set the bar for what you can achieve. And so if you set it low, then that's all you're going to do. But getting to bring our children in and equip them early on with uh, uh, not just the ability to academically achieve, but that perspective on that I am an achiever, that I can do great things through Christ who strengthens me. And I think that that equipping our children with, with the abilities to academically be successful, but that purpose, you know, our, our mission is to instill knowledge, character, and purpose. And what you all are doing in Athens, Downtown Academy is having a ripple effect in our state, but then outside, throughout the country, you're having people come to you and say, what are you all doing? Because I want to do something like this in my town. Well, truly, I do think that, that it, it, it's very exciting to, to see what the Lord is doing outside of Clark County, outside of Athens, uh, not just within, but, uh, but outside. Is we're at a time where people are asking, what do we do? How do, how do we do something different? My town is continuing to, to see the effects of generations of, uh, of white flight and generations of, of school failure. And, and how do we reverse this? And, and so while it is very exciting to hear uh, so many people asking these questions, we're getting to be a part of the example, I think, for, many, for some communities on what could be part of the solution. And I don't think Downtown Academy all alone is, is going to because you can't get every child, right? You can't, but these select, you right. can pour into. Well, we have the, the, the small number that we can immediately impact, but that ripple effect that you're talking about, we're, we're not just bringing in children. We're bringing in community members, uh, business owners, church leaders who are now pouring into our children and their families and making these connections. And then they're, they're now asking, well, what else can we do? Because I've got a neighbor down the street who doesn't go in. And I, I promised I wouldn't talk too much about this, but downtown ministries is, is now looking at new opportunities for us to reach beyond downtown Academy academically and into public schools and providing tutor supports in the public schools. And so very exciting opportunities for ministry and love uh, and service that are coming out of the questions that, that we're seeing here. But uh, to, to your other point, I mean, we every few weeks we'll get phone calls or emails from folks both in Georgia and a, across the nation asking, hey, I heard about Downtown Academy. I think my city needs something like this. How'd you do it? And to get to be able to, to, to share a little bit about that is, is uh, and to see we're just one piece of what God's doing is very, very exciting. And I also think it's interesting because you all meet at um, Redeemer Presbyterian um, off Pulaski Street for all my bulldog people who know Athens. Um, and these are church Sunday school rooms that are, were being unused throughout the, the, the week. So you think about then other churches and how can you be using your facilities during the week? Oh, right. So we are tremendously thankful for the gift that Redeemer gives us in using their, their space. And, and I say gift because they don't, they're not charging rent. They don't charge utilities. They just give us the use of this space. And, and as a member of, of that church, I'm, 
I'm thrilled in a different way because like you're saying, these rooms would go unused otherwise, except for maybe 45 minutes to an hour on one day a week. But to see them getting so used, it, it's, it's, it's thrilling as a church member. You know, as I talk with, with folks from other churches, they think, I, I, I often will hear, a, hey, well, maybe we should look at, I w- or I, I wish we could use our church in more ways too. And so maybe that is something that as we're seeing schools like this starting to spring up, that it could be an opportunity for the church to serve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, Patrick, in our very beginning, when you and I started talking, you said this all really kind of started because you had some people say, we'll just pray about this. And that's kind of that's kind of how God works always, right? Is a little little seed, and He started watering it. And you and your wife began to pray about how you could be a part of this ministry. Where is God um, leading you right now? Where are some ways where you say, like, I'm at this place where I feel like God yet again is saying, just pray about it. There, there really is so much to pray about and and and, and to give thanks for, and and so where, where our prayers are now. Uh, both personally and and uh, professionally, is what does growth look like? Because you're seven years in. We're seven years in, and uh, like we were saying, Redeemer's given us the use of their Sunday school room space for our classrooms, and we have filled up every square inch of the available space. And so while we might like to simply add additional grade, uh, classes to, to each grade level, there's no opportunity to do that. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll share this with you. I don't have an office because your fact, office is being used <laughs> because we were yeah. so limited on, on space. Our library is in a corridor, which it, it, it worked, it works just fine, but it, we have to get real creative in terms of how we accomplish the work that we're doing. So our question right now is how, what does growth look like? And I think it can look a, a few different ways in, in that we just are bearing down and continuing to do things better and better and better, but also transitioning from this, uh, uh, praying through the transitioning from a survivalist mentality, which really comes out of pride, or I've, I've realized is, is, has come as a, a point of pride in that oh, I, I can take a lot of pride in that we can get by on a, on a we can do a lot with a little. You know, I, I can give thanks for it, but that's something that, I'm, I'm having to repent of, and it, and it's changing my thinking rather to what do we really need to do to provide the best for our kids? What does that really look like? Not how can we do the best with what we've got, but what do we really need to do what's best for our kids? And so that challenges us to ask some really interesting questions in terms of, uh, well, fundraising. And so we're, we're, we're gearing up to really begin to provide beyond scholarships and beyond excellent teaching, but those materials and supplies and additional opportunities that I think our, our, our kids will true, truly excel at once, once they're there. Mm-hmm. Just some practical things. When you're, it seems like when I'm hearing you, you're at that level or at that stage of the ministry where you're dreaming the next step. How do you do that when you're also in the day and day of running everything? That's a great question, and one that I'm working through. Uh, we we have a great board that works very hard to to help think through those those kinds of questions. Uh, we've we've got a lot of leadership within downtown ministries that is helping to 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 think through taking those next steps. It's all about time, um, time, and and then also um, 
well, I think dedicating the time to to prayer and to planning, I want to do. I'm real good at doing and working really hard. And and the thing is, it's all it's all dust. Whatever I do, it's all going to be gone. But what's going to last is what God does. And and so that setting aside time to prayerfully plan where we're going, like we started off talking about, He's led clearly every step of the way. Uh, for me and how I got into education, for how, how we started the school, to what the next steps are in terms of or the, those steps that got us to the year seven. It's all been very, very clear. My staff and I, we have to encourage each other to not worry. Prayerfully plan and and And, and dream big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're asking those questions. What do we need? What do our children really need? And we're, we're praying about it. Well, um, uh, why don't we leave on this? Because I, I think you're in a really interesting place where I think um, when you start off something, anything new, right? Even if you move into a new town, like you rely on God because you see it, your need, and you have no idea what it's going to look like. And so you need God to lean into them, right? And so the temptation maybe is to withdraw or to um, or to not see the need that's right in front of you, that you do need them. So we're going into the next season and, and to starting to dream and to start to say like, okay, seven years now, wh- where, where are you leading me, God, yet again? How can we all be praying for you and then for the ministry? I think to be praying for wisdom and clarity around identifying what our children really need. You know, you, and, and the thing is, when in education, we're, we're so um, influenced by the past, right? Like summers. Summers are not good for kids. We like them, but they're not good for kids. School, 7.30 to 3.30, it's not good for kids. That eight-hour work day and, and learning day, that's an antiquated idea that really came from the uh, early 1900s when really you were just pushing buttons and shifting gears. But to, be able to ask a child or even an adult to mentally exercise themselves for eight hours, it's there's a reason that um, most aberrant behaviors happen after lunchtime. Yeah, there's there's a reason that uh, you ask almost any teacher and they say, yeah, it's really hard to get almost anything out, out of my kids after one o'clock. So really asking those questions, how do we best serve our kids rather than simply be influenced by this is how it's always been done. We're working with a, a budget way beyond what we would have, I think, dreamt of needing 10 years ago uh, when we were just a sports program. And, and the fact that that comes almost entirely from individuals donating is, is, uh, is just unbelievable to me. It, 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 I think, is testimony to the fact that God is at work to bring together folks in terms of giving their time and, uh, and their talents, but, but also their, their, their money. It's, uh, it's just phenomenal to me that, that so many people pour into this ministry and the, and the work that's going out in these kids. Uh, but to pray that that, that continues. Uh, not for the sake of downtown academy, but for the sake of his kingdom. Uh, and that's something that we, we have to keep at the forefront is that we are not about just building up downtown academy to make it better and bigger and uh, to be able to come on the Jewel show more often, but that we're truly about extending the kingdom in whatever way that looks like. As I, as I ask for prayer about just growth, the growth of our children, the growth of us as as uh, educational leaders, uh, and and for our, our teachers to be able to grow and 
their ability to exercise uh, their faith through the love they're demonstrating and providing an excellent and rigorous Christ-centered education. Hey, thanks for joining us for this Jewel Show podcast. You can learn more about Downtown Academy by visiting their website at downtownacademy.org. That's downtownacademy.org. And don't forget to subscribe to the Jewel Show podcast through your favorite podcast provider. Archives of every Jewel Show podcast can be found at thejoyfm.com slash jewels.